With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. And welcome back into the Bama on three show. Once again, this is your host, Clint Lamb, and I'm sitting here once again with Jimmy Stein. He's essentially become the co-host of the show. I mean, at this point, he's on here so often. I mean, we might as well just put his name up there. Um, Gibbs, great insight, great knowledge. Jimmy, how are you doing this morning, man? Awesome, awesome. It's Thursday. That's the uh, the start of the college football week. The NFL uh, completely steals the college football spotlight on the first Thursday of the year, and that's fine. I'm excited about Tampa Bay and Dallas tonight. No uh, no college games. That'll resume tomorrow, but it's the start of the uh, football weekend, and I'm excited about that. Uh, also could not be more excited about our special guest, Brad Edwards, formerly of, of ESPN. Brad, as, as most of you know that uh, are on Twitter, social media, that uh, Brad has been very busy uh, compiling incredible statistics of the, of the Saban era, Alabama in general, and sharing that with people. He's compiled it all into a book and we got a lot of questions about that brad how you doing today oh i'm doing great how are you guys thank you for having me oh we're doing we're doing awesome we're uh you can't you can't win them all until you win the first one and alabama won the first one this past weekend (laughs) so we're we're excited about that and i think i i don't like to be you know coach saban would kill me for being so optimistic but i like our chances against i uh, I sent some rat poison yeah (laughs) I like our chances with, with Mercer. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss whether a line in that game exists a little later in the show. Uh, but, Brad, uh, I, I know your, uh, your book is, is out, and there's a couple of book signings coming up. You want to tell our audience about uh, where they can get your book and what's in it and, uh, and when these book signings coming up are. Yeah, so my book is called Dynasty by the Numbers, and it's basically a look at the dominance of Alabama in the Saban era. It's it's really, I hate, I hate to exclude one team, but it's not including the 2007 team for most of that. But, you know, as everybody knows, 2008 is when they reached number one in the polls for the first time. That was a great season. Uh, 2009 was even better, undefeated in the national championship. And so it's really looking at Alabama over the last 12 or 13 years a couple things related to it. Uh, one is how much better they've been than everyone else in college football over that span. You know, I, as I've said many times, I think even Auburn fans would admit that Alabama has been the best program in the country since 2008. Um, but but it's how much better that they've been is what really grabs your attention. And, you know, I have uh, numbers that are really presented through a lot of charts and graphs that, that show this where you can understand it very easily in, in many different categories. And in the process of of putting that together to make that point, what I discovered is, and and I'm someone who spent a lot of time uh, working on college football's 150th anniversary coverage for ESPN two years ago. Um, I I discovered this is something that has never been sustained at the level that Alabama has done it for as long as they've done it. And so to have done this 
for 12 or 13 years is, is unprecedented in college football history, um, not just with the, the winning percentage and the number of, of titles, but when you bring in things like the, the NFL draft and the recruiting and the polls and uh, some of the individual awards and honors that players have won and, and some of the statistics, uh, both offensively, defensively, and even a little bit on special teams, there's just never been anything like it for this long of a span of time. So that's what the book is about. Um, and uh, I am doing a couple book signings this weekend. As you mentioned, uh, on Saturday, I'll be on campus. Uh, if anybody's there for the Mercer game, I will be at the, at the uh, Bryant Museum from 1130 to 1230 uh, signing books. And then uh, for those in the Mobile area on Monday uh, at lunchtime, I will be at uh, the Baumhauer's uh, Bel Air Mall location uh, doing another book signing. So uh, if you're uh, if you're uh, going to be in Tuscaloosa on Saturday or in Mobile on Monday, uh, hope to see you. I would love to uh, to connect with people. And if, if, you, if you heard about it here. Tell me about it when you see me, because uh, just I, I love connecting with fans and uh, and hearing everybody's stories. Well, we don't want you to uh, to give away the book because we're all going to get it. I can't I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to get a hold of it myself. But uh, what statistic? Uh, it doesn't have to be the best, mo but what what stands out to you? What number from the book stands out to you the most in terms of you had to to, to verify the number again and again <laughs> because you just simply couldn't believe it. There were a few that, that I had to triple check basically because I, I after the first one, I'm like, there's no way this could be right. And the second one's like, apparently it is. And the third one is like, okay, I just have to be sure before I put it in print. Um, but but uh, one of them is this, uh, which is, the, I mean, maybe a lot of people aren't familiar with the term consensus All-American. A consensus All-American is someone who's named uh, to the first team of a majority of the most prestigious All-America teams that season. So at the moment, there are five All-America teams that are in that category. They've kind of changed over the course of college football history, but the NCAA record book has this going all the way back to the 1800s. Um, Alabama's team last year had six consensus All-Americans. It was the first team since Yale in 1909 to have that many in one season. Uh, that, that's pretty amazing in itself. But if you start the year after that Yale team, so since 1910, there have been five instances, only five, where a team had five or more consensus All-Americans in a season. Three of the five are Alabama teams under Nick Saban. So Nick Saban has three of them in the last 12 years. The other 1,700-plus coaches at the FBS level over the last 111 seasons have combined to do it twice. That's astounding. That's, that's incredible. I, I feel like I need to almost ask you to go verify that again. That's a quadruple, <laughs> verif that's a quadruple verification number. That's, that is, that's crazy, but it's all about the dudes. Nick, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm not sure Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time but he is unquestionably the greatest recruiter of all time. And well, uh, how many, sure how many coaches have you heard say it? You know, it, it's not about the X's and the O's. It's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And, uh, and, and look, the X's and the O's matter. Uh, obviously if you get two teams that are similar in talent, they, they matter a whole lot. Um, but if, if you have inferior talent, there are only so many games that you're going to be able to win. And if you have superior talent, there are only so many that, you're even capable of losing if you play poorly. 
And, and I, I think that's what we've seen. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously they, they started strong. I mean, with his second recruiting class, the first full recruiting class he had, the one with, uh, with, with Julio and Mark Ingram and all those guys uh, rated third, I know, by, by some of the services, I, I recall, in that year, which, which is really good. Um, but then he eventually got it up to where almost every year he was bringing in a number one class. And obviously the most recent one uh, was was the highest rated that uh, there's ever been. And so uh, it, it's 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 strange to say it. And it's in a, in a way kind of hard to comprehend. But I think on a talent level, Alabama is continuing to get stronger, which is just kind of scary if you're having to play against them. Yeah, that 2017 class uh, that produced all the first round picks in the in the last draft, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, it's like, it's like the gold standard of his recruiting yeah. class keeps changing. And uh, I think, I think 2017 may have uh, stolen it from, uh, you know, from, from, from 2016, which stole it from 2013, which stole it from the 2008. And uh, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's unbelievable changes every time. And, and, and of course, what, what's one of the things that's impressed me the most of all the Saban numbers is, I believe, even going back to LSU, every Nick Saban recruiting class, eight members of each Nick Saban recruiting class have won a national championship at some point in their careers. And that's just stunning. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And I actually, uh, knowing that, I wanted to put that in the book um, and and display it in a way that people would be able to comprehend what that means. And so what I did is I took all the players who have won a national championship under Nick Saban and it, it, I couldn't fit it on one page. It took two pages and it, and it took small print, <laughs> but I have all of their names listed and I have them grouped by the number of guys who have three rings, the number who, or not the number, but the names, the names of the guys who have three rings, the guys who have two and the guys who have one. And it's uh, I believe it's 500 and something total guys who have at least one ring. And, uh, and then there are 33 guys who have three rings, which is, which is, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, there are 33 guys, uh, who've come through that program have three national championship rings in the last 12 seasons. And, uh, and you know, how, how many, how many people ever played this sport that don't have one? And, uh, and that, that's, it really is astounding, though, when you think about it. And of course, I mean, that stat is now good for a, a couple more years, that, that every, every player who has come in and stayed for at least three seasons uh, has at least one national title. With uh, COVID, that could change in the sense that uh, with, with the COVID-free year, there will now be a handful of Alabama players that, uh, that stick around the program for six years. So some, somebody could conceivably get to four. But gosh, Nick Saban. Well, that, just, that's uh, true. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. I know that um, that uh, Joshua McMillan, who was on last year's team, is, is actually the only one of the 33 guys with with three national titles who did not play on the 2012 team. So 32 of the guys were teammates. Um, he's the only one that didn't play with the others, and he, you know, he was able to do that because he got a sixth year. It wasn't a COVID sixth year. It was an, an injury-related sixth year. But so last year, you know, he was in the 2015 class. Last year was his sixth year. And so he got his third title. But you're, you're right. Like, it creates a situation where um, guys are going to have more opportunities to get those. And it's just I, what, what's, what's hard for Alabama fans to do because it's just he's made it look so easy is to try to comprehend how difficult it is to win a national championship. And at, at some point, 
you know, it'll end and Alabama will go a, a, a decade or more without one. And then everybody will remember, oh, it's, it, this is not as easy <laughs> as it seemed like it was. Um, and, that, and that's part of the reason I wanted to write the book now. I mean, do, do I think that this run is over? No, I, I don't. In fact, I, I would I would think that the odds are great, uh, better than 50 percent, that there'll be at least one more national championship. But last season's team um, doing what they did and making it six and 12 years, I felt like just in case, just in case this ends up being the high point of the Saban era, I want to go ahead and write this now and document uh, everything as it is, because uh, because if it gets better, I'll you know, I'll, I'll do an update. I'll come out with the second book. Um, but but this needs to be preserved right now so that fans who are not able to appreciate in the uh, appreciate it in the moment because they're so spoiled um, will be able to appreciate it at some point in the future when they look back on it. When I say they're spoiled, they should be spoiled. I mean, you can you can only watch this for so long before you kind of become numb to it and you 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 start to expect it. And, and this year's team is a great example. I mean, when when you, I mentioned the six consensus All-Americans, they lost all six of them. And, and, and a few other really good players on top of that. And by any measure in the history of the sport, you should not be able to contend for the national title the following season when you lose that kind of talent. And yet they're preseason number one. And after one game, they look like the best team still. And that's just what he's created. And, you know, we expect the greatness and he delivers. But at some point, at some point, it'll come to an end. When it does end. It's going to be a uh, steep. A steep fall. Uh, I, 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 I often, uh, often pray for uh, for the next for the next guy, whoever whoever sits in that chair next. Uh, good luck. What yeah, did you, ab- uh, absolutely. Yeah. What What were your thoughts on uh, on the Miami performance? Uh, new season, a lot of new faces, as you point out. Six consensus All Americans to replace. Uh, you know, six first round picks to replace, and. Uh, and still Alabama pretty impressive in week one. Yeah, they were. One of the things that I found really difficult was to be objective about the offense without trying to compare it to last year's offense. I mean, we all need to avoid falling into that trap because last year was arguably the greatest offense in the history of college football. You, you cannot compare this offense to it, especially in game one. And, uh, and so I kept having to reel it back in as I started having thought like Bryce Young would miss a throw. And I'm like, ah, oh, Mac Jones would have made that throw. Um, it's his first start. You know, <laughs> give the guy a break. He obviously did a lot of things really well. Um, I was very impressed by his composure, you know, because I, I think any first time starter, what you're looking at first and foremost is, is the moment too big for him? Does he look like a deer in the headlights? And, and obviously you didn't see anything along those lines from Bryce Young. And, uh, and, and I was, you know, I, look, I, I can't even think of uh, anyone to compare him to, uh, certainly at Alabama, as far as the, the knack that he seems to have for keeping his eyes downfield while moving around behind the line of scrimmage. Now, now Mac last year had that knack for, for taking one step in the pocket, you know, whether it's a step to the side or a step up to buy himself a half second to get rid of the ball. Whereas Bryce is, is very comfortable getting out of the pocket, um, but keeping his eyes downfield, extending plays, giving receivers, you know, an extra maybe, you know, two seconds or so to get open. Um, and, 
And while, yeah, there, there are a couple of times that he probably should have run in, instead of uh, waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, but he'll figure that out. Uh, but I, I think uh, more often than not with the athletes he has at receiver, if he can keep doing that, it's going to create a lot of big plays for that offense down the road. And so I, I thought that was a huge positive. I, I thought that even with the, uh, the early injury to Chris Allen, uh, the defense looked as advertised. Obviously, the last two Alabama defenses have been disappointing by Alabama standards. I, I still think the majority of teams in college football would have loved to have had Alabama's 2018 and 19, uh, excuse me, 2019 and 20 defenses, 2018 as well. Um, but, but Alabama's standard is just a little bit different on that side of the ball. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this, this defense looked like, you know, it was advertised to be and, and all the hype coming in. Uh, the depth at every level of that defense is impressive. And, and obviously it's going to be tested now with, with Allen being out for a really long time, if not for the entire season. And uh, some guys are going to have a chance to step up. And, you know, this is, this is why you sign, you know, all those four and five star guys year after year is because injuries are going to occur. And if you can lose a guy of that caliber and not have a drop off or not much of one, um, then, then you're going to, you know, be able to keep plugging along um, in a situation that that might have been a major setback for most programs. So, where do you think Alabama's at relative to other teams? I mean, obviously they're up there, but after one week, and I understand you always get a ton of overreaction yep. when it comes to you know week one performances, and so we don't want to necessarily go there. I mean, Georgia's defense looked great; the offense kind of struggled. Clemson obviously loses. Ohio State struggled there for a while with Minnesota, Oklahoma with Tulane. But as far as Alabama's chances of, of repeating and getting a second national championship in the second consecutive year, what do you think their chances are relative to the other good teams that you saw in week one? Yeah, I, I thought they, they looked as ready to play in week one as, as anybody out there. And, and there are a whole lot of top 10 teams that struggled, and you just mentioned a bunch of them. And I think considering all the new faces, for them to have come out the way they did, um, it, I think it just kind of, just verifies that that if if they're not the clear-cut front runner, they're certainly in whatever that small group of front runners is. And, and so they're as good as as anybody. Uh, not that that's a surprise, um, but you just never know until they go out there and play. And you know, obviously a, a lot of the success that we've talked about in the Saban era was built on defense. And at some point in the last few years, we finally crossed that threshold where I, I think most fans would acknowledge, Defense no longer wins championships. Offense does. And that doesn't mean that you can have an awful defense. Oklahoma is a great example of that. They, they've had two really good offenses. They couldn't win a semifinal game because the defenses were so bad. So um, having a, a really good defense helps a lot. But, you know, Georgia being the case the other night, um, <laughs> if, if you can't score a, a, a touchdown with your offense, you might be able to win one game like that. But you're not going to get through a playoff winning two games. So um, you got to be able to score. And obviously the quarterback is the most important part of that. And, and even though uh, he hadn't started a game already, I thought Bryce young looked as, as good as if not, I mean, let's be honest, probably better than uh, any of the other guys on the top teams. And that includes someone like Spencer Rattler, who's got plenty of starting experience, you know, somebody like JT Daniels, who, has started uh, a handful of games at, at Georgia as well as, uh, as as even more at USC, 
and then, you know, you got a few other guys uh, around the country who who had starts under their belts that, uh, that, that looked a little shaky in week one. So I, I think just because of, of, you know, what the offense did and particularly the way the quarterback looked, you got to be excited about the potential for this team because you also come away from it knowing there's a lot of room for improvement. You know, as I mentioned, Young missed a few throws that could have been really big plays. And hopefully, you know, as the game, as the season goes on, he'll start to hit more of those. Uh, the line could have been more consistent in, in run blocking. I don't, I don't think they pushed Miami around uh, from start to finish as much as I expected them to. So all of those areas can improve. Um, but, you know, when you look around the rest of the country, there's no reason to believe that Alabama is chasing anyone and they're all still chasing Alabama. So would you say that Bryce Young, you know, following week one, like I said, it's still early. I mean, there's only so much to go off of right now. But would you say he's your Heisman front runner, or would you put somebody else up there in that conversation too? Yeah, I mean, for, for those who want to have that conversation after one week, which, I, <laughs> hey, I mean, it, obviously we get a lot of mileage out of it. Uh, I mean, look, I worked at ESPN for the last 25 years. I know better than anyone uh, the, the mileage that's generated from, from Heisman conversations that are way too early. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he would have to be up there. I think he is the, the odds on betting favorite now. I saw that uh, yesterday or, or two days ago. And um, he, he probably should be. I mean, we know it's, it's an award that, what, 12 of the last 15 years has been won by a quarterback. Uh, obviously, the, the, the only three that didn't were Alabama players. Um, but uh, it's a quarterback award, so it's going to skew toward quarterbacks, especially this early in the season. And, um, you know, it's going to be a quarterback who plays for a team that wins a lot of games and is at the very least in playoff contention, if not, you know, solidly in the in the playoff discussion. And, uh, you know, he, he checks those boxes. And so I would say, yeah, right now he's the front runner. But uh, as we also know, all it takes is one bad game and especially one bad game and a loss. And uh, you go from number one on that list to about number six or seven. Well, Brad, I do appreciate you joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, once again, just tell everybody about your book and kind of where, you know, when it's going to be on sale, where you're going to be this weekend and all those things. Yeah. So once again, uh, the, the name of the book is dynasty by the numbers. And, uh, if you, if you want to buy it online, uh, it is not on Amazon. I know most of the time people hear book, they think Amazon, uh, it's not there. It's only online through my website, which is bamadynastybook.com. And uh, if you're if you're the type that uh, wants to kind of hold a book and flip through it before you buy it, there are only two places that you can pull it off a shelf. And those are both on the Alabama campus. It's the soup store and the Bryant Museum. And uh, once again, I will be at the Bryant Museum from 1130 to 1230 on Saturday uh, doing a book signing. And uh, I will also be at uh, Baumhauer's at uh, Bell, excuse me, at Bel Air Mall in Mobile on Monday doing another book signing. So uh, hope to. Uh, see some of you out there and uh we'll uh look forward to a, another game on saturday well it, it might not be the most exciting game but we'll we'll learn some things i know that thank you so much really for your appreciate time, uh having you on and we hope, hope hope to have you back on soon thanks a bunch guys i really appreciate you having me once again this has been the bama on three show i'm your host clint lamb joined by jimmy stein and brad edwards formerly of espn
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.